Gift Biz Unwrapped, Episode 175. Congratulations! You've been asked to speak at a local organization that you know will give you great visibility for your business. You accept it immediately. You are so psyched to do the presentation. Now it's time to put it together. You're staring at a white piece of paper. How in the world do you get this done? No worries. I've got you covered. Attention, gifters, bakers, crafters, and makers. Pursuing your dream can be fun. Whether you have an established business or are looking to start one now, you are in the right place. This is Gift Biz Unwrapped, helping you turn your skill into a flourishing business. Join us for an episode packed full of invaluable guidance, resources, and the support you need to grow your gift biz. Here is your host, gift biz gal, Sue Monheit. This summer for me has been one of major presentation creation. The cycle of my businesses seems to be more that in the front of the year, I'm going out to trade shows, yes, but I'm not doing as much speaking as I do the back half of the year. Also, with the introduction of my new book, it's gotten me the opportunity to get onto new stages. So that enhances the number of presentations that I'm going to be doing. And while I have a couple of standard presentations that I do over and over, a lot of these are audience specific. So they need to be tweaked or adjusted or in some cases totally recreated if I'm teaching something. So again, this summer I've been creating presentations like crazy and I've gotten it down to a system which makes it I won't say effortless, but it makes it much more comfortable, not totally freaky, like, oh my gosh, what am I going to say? But it's a nice system. And I know a lot of you now are getting on stages and starting to speak. So I thought you'd be interested in knowing my process. My goal is to just make it easier for you to say yes when an opportunity to speak comes up. And then secondly, when you get to that point where it's time to figure out what it's going to look like and what you're going to say, you have a process that you can follow. I've also summarized this whole process for you in a download that you can grab at giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash presentation creation. So let's get into this. First off, why would you want to speak in the first place? For a lot of people getting up in front, even doing your elevator pitch makes you really nervous and you know your heart starts beating fast and you, you like lose your whole mind in terms of what you're gonna say. So why would you put yourself in a position where you would have these nerves and anxiety? Well, I have to tell you that speaking in front of new groups or even within your local community, maybe it's the Chamber of Commerce who you've been with forever, gives you an opportunity to showcase yourself. Not only you as a person, but expertise that people who have been around you for months may not even know you have. It identifies you as an authority in your field and it gives you visibility and potentially new opportunities because you never know who is listening, who has other opportunities for you to speak or needs your services or your expertise that you're presenting. So if you're on the other side of this podcast and listening and saying, oh, this episode isn't for me, I'm never going to speak, 
please stay with me because you'll see that in the end, it doesn't have to be so anxiety ridden. Here, I'm not talking about when you're at a meeting and you're going to stand up and do your 20 second or 30 second elevator speech, which I like to call an introduction message, by the way. I'm talking about a time when you're going to be speaking with a group of people to share expertise you have based on your experiences, your business knowledge, etc. It's an opportunity for you to showcase yourself and also provide, and this is key, provide the audience with some type of new knowledge or learning. That's the whole goal. That's the reason why whoever is putting on the event has invited you to speak. And I definitely want you to grab that download because then you'll have it available if and when the opportunity arises. Let's talk really quickly about when this presentation creation is applicable and when it isn't. Have you ever listened to a presentation which you walk away and it's like, well, that was a total waste of time. You weren't entertained. You didn't learn anything new, and it just seemed to be a little slot for someone to get up and talk a lot about nothing. (laughs) That is not how you want to present yourself. You want to take advantage of this opportunity to demonstrate what you know that then leads to an advantage for the audience. Now, it might be as simple as being entertaining. You might be getting up to speak because you're going to be providing some levity with, you know, within an event. Or, and this is more of what I'm speaking about, you are there and meant to share your knowledge, share your experience, again, for the gain of the listener. Okay, are you ready? Let's dive into my presentation creation process. It all starts with five questions. And this is laying the groundwork and setting the stage, if you will, to what you're going to be putting in your presentation. You want whatever you're talking about to be resonating with the audience for them to get value from what you're speaking on. Here are the five questions that I always answer before I start preparing any presentation. Number one, what is the purpose of the gathering? In other words, Who are all the people coming together and what is the common theme? I talk about Chamber of Commerce meetings quite a bit. So, of course, those are small businesses coming together. But let's say you're going to do a presentation for the local botanic gardens. Their common theme is that they're all into gardening, outdoor, and nature as a commonality good to know what they have in common and how people are coming together as you start preparing your presentation. Question number two, who is in the audience? What is the makeup of people? Are they all moms? Are they all from a certain area? Some of this spins off the first question because maybe they're all gardeners, for example. But who are you specifically going to be talking to by age, gender, education level, interest level. You want to make sure you have a feel so that you can prepare and talk about things that are going to resonate with them or talk about your topic and tweak it so that they can relate. Question number three, what have you been asked to talk about? If this is a teaching situation, you've probably been assigned or already asked to speak on a specific topic. So you already know what you're going to talk about. But if someone has just been very general and said, oh, I would love for you to speak at our next event, 
narrow in with the event organizer specifically what your topic is going to be. And a note here for every presentation, don't try to throw everything in the soup, if you will. Take a very simple, important topic that is going to be helpful to the audience and then do a deep dive into that topic. That's how you're able to give value to an audience. Many people will get up and present and see it as a great opportunity to explain to the audience every single thing that they know and do. And it ends up being a very bland presentation because they're hitting just top points of so many topics. Instead, pick one topic that relates to your audience and then take a deep dive and provide them with some nugget that they're going to take away that will really be helpful for them because then they're going to remember you and then they can find out all the other things that you offer. Question number four, how much time do you have? You don't want to be in the middle of your presentation and then already seeing the signals that it's time to wrap up when some of your best content is still to come. So make sure you know what your time limits are and make your presentation less than the amount of time you have, which allows you to be able to talk on the fly if someone asks a question in the middle of your presentation or you decide to leave Q&A to the end. Question number five is... What is the desired outcome of your talk? Why are you taking the time to put all of this together to present what is your goal and what do you want the audience's takeaway goal to be? What should they now know, be able to do, or do better or in a different way once they've heard you speak? This is the most important point, and this is how you will have impact as a speaker. So let me say this one again. What should your audience now know, be able to do, or do better or in a different way once they have heard you speak? Okay, those are the five questions you want to ask before we get into presentation development. These questions again What is the purpose of the gathering? Who's in the audience? What have you been asked to speak about? How much time do you have? And what is the desired outcome of your talk, both for yourself and for the listener? Now it's time to move on to presentation development. I take this in three different steps. What you're going to need is a blank piece of paper and a pen, and then also whatever software you're going to be using to create your presentation. I do most of mine on PowerPoint, but there are other (laughs) presentation programs out there. So obviously whatever it is that you're using. Step number one is take your piece of paper that's white right now and you are gonna fill it with all of your goodness. The way to start is to create an outline of your presentation on this paper. Yes, of course you can use a Word document or pages if you're on a Mac. I'm just telling you my process and I find it a lot easier for me to think of all my ideas and figure everything out on a blank piece of paper. A standard presentation should include at least seven elements. Let me review what those are. Your introduction of the topic, 
introduction of yourself, and mind you, this should be brief and dependent on who the audience is. Obviously, if you've seen them for a long time, you're not going to have to do a whole background. If they're a cold audience you've never met before, you need to establish a level of credibility. But you want to keep this tight. You don't want to go on and on about yourself. Number three, why should they listen? What is that result that you're providing? That's why you needed to figure that out when you were doing your background research. Number four, you get into the content. And this is the largest part. We're going to talk about this more in the next step. Five are conclusions and next steps. So that's where you're wrapping up the presentation. Then you summarize the result. So you remind them what they've learned through your talk. And then finally, you open it up to Q&A. So if you need to, just write down these seven sections on your piece of paper as the start of your outline. Truth told, I usually need two pieces of paper, (laughs) but you get my point here. This outline begins to provide some structure for your presentation. And as we move along, these sections will get filled in. Step number two to presentation development is content creation. Now, the content is the major portion of your presentation. This is where you're delivering your knowledge and your expertise, and it's also the longest part of the outline, the biggest part. You'll want to have, based on your topic, three overall concepts. Remember I was saying earlier you don't want to overwhelm your audience with tons of information, just like throwing confetti out at the audience, little bits and pieces here and there. You want to narrow in and give depth and value within your overall topic, and you do that by breaking that up into really three major points. Three seems to be the magic number. Then under each of those points, you'll fill in the topic with details. So this could be facts, stories, which absolutely, if there's a story that you can use that demonstrates your point, you absolutely want to use it. People can relate to stories so much more. They might see themselves in a story. And as humans, we're all interested in stories. So the value of stories cannot be underestimated. And then also demonstrations. Perhaps that's what you need, again, to get to the final result that you're looking for with the audience. Next week, as a matter of fact, I'm doing a presentation on Facebook Live. My goal is to get everybody to understand the platform and be able to use it. And of course, I'm trying to convince them that they should as well, right? But part of that presentation is going to be actually going on live. I don't know, we have 150 people in the room or something like that. And I, from stage, am going to show them exactly how I do it. And so they'll see a demonstration in person of how easy it is. So demonstrations, stories to back up all of your facts are great. Facts as the 100% detail of your presentation unless it's a scientific presentation to a board in a medical facility or something, just stating facts is not the way to go. So stories and demonstrations to support the three overall topics that then support your primary topic of your speech. 
Remember at this point, you're still in outline form. So you're not having to fill in all the words that you're going to say. It's just the overall information. Now, I realize I'm giving you a lot of steps and a lot of points, so I just want to remind you once again that this is all written down on a download that you can grab at giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash presentation creation. Oh, our sponsor wants to jump in here for a quick message. We'll get that taken care of and then be right back. This podcast is made possible thanks to the support of The Ribbon Print Company. Create custom ribbons right in your store or craft studio in seconds. Visit theribbonprintcompany.com for more information. Moving on now to step three under presentation development. Now it's time to take everything you have on paper or in your Word doc or wherever and transfer it over to your presentation software. I personally like PowerPoint for this, but there are others out there. So whichever is your preference, now it's time to open up that program on your computer. And we're going to start transferring over your outline, what you've put on paper, into presentation form. One of the things that I like about PowerPoint that I'm pretty sure you can do in all different presentation software programs is create themed slides. In other words, you set up a background, if you will, of your presentation that then is the graphics and the branding for every single slide. So you don't have to go in and put yellow boxes, logos, you know, whatever it is in every slide individually. It's already set up as a format. So having one master slide for your presentation is the way to go for sure. A lot of people will have one master slide that they use for every single presentation that they do. It helps to reinforce your brand. And when people see these presentations, if you have the same style and the same visuals, they're going to automatically know that that's from you. Plus, honestly, I don't really care for the styles that are set up within the software programs. Everybody uses them, so you don't come off as professional as if you make one for yourself. Now, how do you do that? Super easy. Just Google it. For your master slide, make sure to include your name, email, logo, or some identifying piece of information on each and every slide that then reverts back to you and your business. Now, at this point, you're not going to just start from the beginning, go to the end, and write your whole presentation or transfer it all at this point. But what you're doing is, again, putting the outline into, I'm just going to keep calling it PowerPoint because that's what I use. So, for example, I might say introduction slide and then about me slide and then, you know, go down your outline accordingly. For each of your three sections, you probably will have a title slide, and then you know you're going to have, I don't know, two, three, five slides under each of those sections. So just put in blank pages at this point, and when you're done with this part, you'll then have a presentation of 40, 50 slides, whatever it is, that then now you're going to start adding detail to. The way you add detail is in the notes portion of each slide. Now, this is going to be somewhat of an individual 
case. I am not one to put in every single word. In other words, to actually write out my whole talk word for word. I don't do well with that. It feels very confining. I like to ad lib, but have my points there. So for each slide in my notes section, I'll have the key points that I want to say for each slide. Now, Sometimes I do want to be, be very specific word for word. At that point, I would put in all the detail. So here is then where you go back, you have blank slides, you have empty note sections, and you start filling in all of the content. Some of it was probably on your outline already, but here's where you get to a more detailed level of the contents and the overall presentation detail you'll get to some slides where you don't have all of the graphics yet. You only know what you want to say on that slide. That's okay. Fill in your words or your key points like in the way I just described how I do it. And if you have an idea of what you want the graphic to be, girl sitting on bench, group working on a computer, children playing, I don't know what, put that idea in like just as a um, text box in where the slide will be and you can go and fill in all of your images later. With regard to images, what I like to do is select images that also relate to an event overall. For example, last month I did a presentation and the overall theme of the conference was summer camp. And I forget which presentation topic it was. I want to say social media strategy, you know, content posting strategy, because I did two presentations. I forget which one it was. But the theming for my imagery for that presentation was all ice cream. Oh, it was such a beautiful presentation with all the colors and everything. But I was able to work all my points out with images that related to ice cream, which goes along with camping, if you will. So if there's a way for you to do that, customize it and add some excitement and interest to your pictures, that keeps your audience watching. They want to see what type of an image is coming up next. And they'll be curious about how you're relating the content to whatever photos you're showing. It also helps drive home the message because you're showing them and introducing words against a graphic in a little bit of a different way than they are expecting. This portion will take the most time, finding your graphics, wording all your slides, creating the full flow of the presentation, but it can also be a really fun time because you can go in and tweak things, you can move slides around, and what you end up with at the very end is your full presentation. But you're not done here. Now you wanna add transitions. By transitions, what I mean is if you have a page where you have a few bullet points, maybe you bring those in one at a time Maybe some of your slides you fade in or fade out. There's lots of opportunity for transitions. However, don't go transition crazy. <laughs> you don't want transitions on every single slide and you don't want it to be more about the transitions than the point that you're trying to relay. So a transition should actually enhance, make greater, emphasize, 
the topic and the point that you're trying to get across at that time. So adding in all of these transitions would be the last thing you do for your PowerPoint presentation. As you're working through this step of transferring everything over into your PowerPoint presentation, I have eight points that I wanna talk you through to make sure that your presentation is as powerful as it can possibly be. Number one, please do not have slides that are just full of words. It's boring and your audience will fall asleep. I'm quite sure everyone has experienced this. Someone gets up to do a presentation and all they do is read the exact same words that are on a slide. That is not the way to do a presentation. What you do, it doesn't mean you can't have words on the slide, but what you do is you have bullet points with summary words and you talk to those words. And along with the words then are interesting graphics or a picture that represents the concept. And don't feel like you always have to have words on every single slide either. A picture can demonstrate your point and you can talk to the picture. Number two, use stories. Again, to demonstrate the point. I talked about that a little earlier, so I don't think I have to repeat myself here. Number three, involve the audience. You can do this by asking questions, having people raise their hand if they agree with what you're saying, or include them in pictures. If this is a group that you are familiar with already and you have photos of them, include some people in the audience. That gets everyone saying, oh boy, wait a minute, does she have a picture of me too? Number four, keep the slides moving. Unless you are putting something up on the screen where people need to jot down all the notes or it's something where you really need those words laid out, every single one of them on the screen, keep the slides moving one after another. Don't just sit on a slide for four or five minutes, for example. I'm not sure what the right time frame is, but certainly no more than 30 seconds to a minute max. I'm pulling that out of the air, but something like that. You just want to keep your presentation flowing forward again because your responsibility is to make sure that you keep your audience engaged. Number five, again, make sure that you have your company logo or name on the bottom of all of the slides. If you're sharing this presentation with people later, you know how things are. Things get printed out, certain pages get kept, others don't. If you only have your contact information on like the title slide and the very last slide, those may not be the pages that are gonna be retained. So that's why you wanna have it on every single slide. Point six, utilize transitions for interest. We've already talked about that. Seven, explain how they can get in touch with you afterwards. You might have contact information on your slide, but if you talked about a specific topic that you train on or course that you have, make sure to include the way to be able to access that program, learn more from you about the topic that you just presented, or direct them to your blog, your podcast, your product. Don't leave them in the dark because you're missing out on a great opportunity. And finally, point eight, have a one-sheet takeaway that includes a summary of what you've talked about, potentially steps of how to do whatever it is you're teaching them to do, and include your contact information. 
So don't just put it on your slide, but then also have some type of a physical takeaway that they can use, again, so that they can get in touch with you later. To summarize this section, tips for presentation creation, don't have slides just full of words, use stories, get your audience involved, keep the slides moving, make sure to include your company logo and name on all of your slides, utilize transitions, explain how they can get in touch with you afterwards, and create a one sheet. Now we get to the final point, which is probably the big elephant in the room for a lot of people. And that is, I can make that presentation behind the scenes, but when I actually have to go and deliver it, that's where I feel I'm weaker. That's what scares me. That's where I'm so worried I'm gonna fall on my face and just not do well. If that's you, I have to start out by saying you're not alone. I do not know one speaker who ever isn't a little bit anxious before they go on stage, but you can use that to your benefit. You can use that as motivation. Your, you know, your adrenaline starts going. It gives you the excitement that you need to be lively and to relay information to your audience in the best way possible. But I also have three concrete tips for you when you're actually on stage and presenting. The first is practice, practice, practice. You don't want to be reading from your notes, if in any way possible. Now, obviously, if you're nervous and you're anxious, use that as a backup. But you want to know your presentation so well, you could say it in your sleep. <laughs> you could say it when you're unconscious. And the reason you want to do that is you're able to just go off the cuff and also interject your personality so much easier when you already know what you're talking about. You know what comes first, you know what comes next, and so you're able to get way more comfortable and, like I just said, interject your personality and your style. It also helps you when you know your content that well not to speak monotone because you're really focusing on the words you're saying and you're not really focusing on the message. You're just trying to get that content out there. And it's all monotone like that. And again, that's a fear factor kicking in. But when you know your content really, really, really well, that starts to go away. Practice, practice, practice. Number two, the very hardest thing are those first words. You get introduced, you walk on stage, you look out at the audience, and it's go time for you. Know exactly what you're going to say when you get started. Repeat the first line, second line of your presentation over and over and over and over again so that when you actually are up there, you will remember what you're supposed to say. And once you get started, once you're actually talking and you get into the groove of the presentation, everything from there will flow so much smoother. Still nervous? Still worried about whether you could actually do this? I wanna give you my biggest tip of how to present and get the nerves calmed down. And this all has to do with mindset, which I get can be the hardest thing of all, but your audience is here 
not to watch you in terms of what you're wearing and how you're relaying your words and all of that. They're there to understand what you know that's going to help them, what's in it for them. And when you focus on making sure that you can deliver that, that your audience understands what you're talking about, that you're giving them the steps or the stories or the concepts that's going to bring them to the result that they're listening to you for, and you're focusing again on them understanding and learning the information, which is an outward focus, versus how you're presenting it, how you look, that magically, and I'm really serious, magically makes you forget about all the things that you've been thinking about and looking at when you turn your mind inward. The point is make sure you're focusing outward to your audience, not inward to yourself. Remember, it's all about them, not you. There you have it. Now you should be completely prepared for that opportunity when someone asks you to speak on stage. We've covered why this is great for you and your business. We've talked about the questions to lay the groundwork. We've gone through presentation development, both in draft form and bringing it into your presentation software. We've talked about tips for presentation creation and also tips to prepare yourself so psychologically you are ready to go on stage. All this information may be something that you need right away, maybe something that you won't need until your business is a little further along. Either way, again, grab that download, giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash presentation creation. I also forgot to mention to you, but in that download are resources to get graphics. I know that's always a concern for people. You know, where am I going to find these pictures? So there's a whole list of them included in this download. And when you do create your new presentation, let me know. I'll be so excited to hear what you think of the process and hear what your topic is and learn all about your presentation. Maybe I can even attend. You can reach out to me at sue at giftbizunwrapped.com or join our Facebook group if you haven't already. That would be Gift Biz Breeze, where you can join in with other makers just like you for support, motivation, and camaraderie. Finally, mark your calendars or subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Next week, I have a guest you do not want to miss. You may know her by name, Susan Rowan. If you don't, I bet you know her from her book, a 25-year-old bestseller that she has built her career around, How to Work a Room. That's all coming up next week. I'll catch you then. Are you discouraged because your business is not performing as you had envisioned? Are you stuck and confused about how to turn things around? Sue's new best-selling book is structured to help you identify where the holes are in your business and show you exactly how to fix them. You'll learn from Sue and owners just like you who are seeing real growth and are living their dream. Maker to master. Find and fix what's not working in your small business. Get it on Amazon or through www.giftbizunwrapped.com slash master.